Weren't they good? Let's give them a hand, please. Amen. Every time I say, this is their best. So this is their best, and next time will be again their best. Thank God for this choir. Thank God. We are giving these gift to praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving. Are you with me? If you are hungry, I'll make it short. If, if you are not going to be with me, it's going to be 2 o'clock. <laughs> the choice is yours. One verse I'd like to share with you from Psalms 107, verse 1. You don't have to open your Bibles. And it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Before I go in into the message, and it's not going to be a long one, rest assured, uh, I would like, um, are you enjoying the church, the cleanliness that we have in the church? If you go to every room, every place, every corner, even on the upstairs and the, the ceilings uh, have been cleaned yesterday by the members, mostly the members of the church. We had great volunteers to come and work in the church and serve the Lord. They worked all day long yesterday to make it clean for us. So you can breathe the clean air, enjoy the carpets, enjoy the seats, enjoy every place you go. And we thank you for keeping it clean, too. So we can have a great lunch together. And my thanks and appreciation to every person in this church and everyone yesterday who came and every person who come in and put their efforts and work to make our church clean, as clean as ever. You know, after 13 years in the other church, before we built this one, when the uh, appraisers came and the bank came and so on, he says, wow, how long have you been here? We said 13 years. He says, this is brand new. This is in pristine shape. And we keep it in pristine shape. And thank God for those of you who always volunteer to clean it and keep it clean. Thank you again for what you have done. I'm enjoying it as well as others. On behalf of the elders, a million thanks to each and everyone who is putting more than efforts. And thank you, thank you, thank you, choir, for making this morning a beautiful morning. Today I want you to, sh to, uh, to sh um, uh, join me to say thanks to few people and before anything to God, our holy God and Jesus Christ, our Savior. We need to join all together and say, thank you, Lord, for such a life that you have given us. Can you imagine if you were not saved today, where would you be? But thank God, 
The majority of us have taken Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we are enjoying this beautiful Sunday together and enjoying His blessed presence. We started the morning today. Count your blessings. Are you counting your blessings? Amen. The little and the large. Every blessing is to be counted. The very first thing I want to share with you, we are to give thanks for our country. First and foremost, let's give thanks for this country of ours. It is a great country. And this is not the 4th of July when I speak and take my liberty. But I'm going to take some liberties here. I said, we thank God for what we have. Are you with me? Okay, turn to each other and say, thank God for what we have. Thank God for our country. Amen. Amen. We thank God. Some are disappointed. Some are, are, are complaining. Okay, let me tell you one thing. Let's put all this behind us. And let's think of what God has given us in the country. It's still the greatest country in the world. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for God to preserve it. This is what we should be thankful. To preserve it and keep it the bastion of liberty and freedom and a capital of the gospel for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ who paid it all. While we are thankful for this beautiful country, for the land that He's given us, We are urged at this moment, we are urged at this moment to lift our hearts in prayer for Almighty God to safeguard this nation and wash it with His precious blood. Our country at this junction needs prayer. I call on you to join me in praying for this country on a daily basis. If you're not doing it, start doing it now. Start doing it for each and every person, for the authorities who are above us, because this is a commandment in the Bible. For obeying the authorities, because they are raised by God. This is a commandment. And if you want to check it out, open the book of Romans Chapter 13, and read the first three verses. Our schools need prayer. Our government needs prayer. Our cities need prayer. And America needs Christ more than anything else. On one hand, we're thankful. And on the other hand, instead of complaining, let us pray for God to change the hearts of the people, to change minds, to change directions, and let this country lift up their hearts, each and every one, toward God, to steer us in the right direction, heaven. After all, this country was built 
on the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray for directions to those who are in authority above us. Thanksgiving Day is a beautiful day. It was established, if you don't know, those who are still studying, when was it established first? October 3rd, 1863, Dean. <laughs> because Dean knows it, you know. <laughs> this was President Lincoln who issued the first Thanksgiving Day proclamation. He, was, he set apart the last Thursday in November to stop from our busy days and thank God for what he's given us. Then, uh, for 75 years, it was celebrated on the fourth Thursday. Then came Houdin, Franklin Roosevelt, in uh, 1939, and changed it to the third Thursday. And thank God, the Congress ruled after 1945, it will be on the fourth Thursday. This is why on next Thursday will be the fourth Thursday. We will be celebrating Thanksgiving. Thank God for the ruling. Thank God that uh, then in 1941, our Congress was uh, still looking for a day to thank God for what he has given us. There is, we are the only country, plus one, okay? This is a quiz. This is a test for you today. We are celebrate, we give a day to thank him every year, the USA. Who is the other country, except Dean, who is the other country who has a Thanksgiving day? Oh, Lorraine, I should have told Lorraine not to say anything. <laughs> Canada, thank God, right? Thank God that we set apart a day to thank him. So, the very first thing, are you thankful for the country? Okay. William Law, who wrote A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, wrote, Would you like to know who the greatest saint in the world is? It's not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives most or is more eminent for self-control, for integrity, for justice, etc. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who wills everything that God wills, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness, and has a heart always ready to praise God for it. May God find us these men and women these families, to thank God. The second thing I want you to join me, to thank God for those who bless our lives. I'm bringing it down. Those who bless our lives. We thank God for His blessings. Thank God. And we, we today meditated on the blessings of God. Count your blessing and keep counting them for 365 days and then when you miss something, continue for next year, okay? All right. We thank God for our parents. Children, are you thanking God for your parents? We should be thankful for that. Our children, our grandchildren. We have been blessed with great teachers in the church. 
Are you praying for them? We are thankful for them. We're thankful for our elders who direct us and who direct the church and carry all the responsibilities to see that we are fed well and we grow as real men and women of God. To love God and to love his cause. Let us give thanks for our pastors, for our leaders. Let's give thanks for our friends and relatives, especially those who have encouraged us and helped us in so many ways. And let me, on behalf of the elders of this church, thank each and every family. You bless our hearts when we see you grow and when we see you put your hearts in the cause of God. To each and every young man, every woman, every child, everyone who is here this morning, on behalf of the elders, I thank God for you and for your obedience to God and for your consistency in standing for the cause of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's thank God for that. We need to be thankful for that. Last but not least, let us bow the knee for the giver of life, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessings he gives us here and the blessings that are awaiting for us at the end of the journey. Let's count our blessings and praise Him. Having this attitude and practicing it will not leave any room for depression or discouragement. You know what? As children of God, we are truly, we can say with the Apostle Paul writing to the Romans, we are truly more than conquerors. Can you go with me? Through Christ who loves us. We are more than conquerors. Don't let anything bring you down. And thank God that he is walking with us every step of the way. Until we reach the other shore. V. Norskov Olsen, the president of Loma Linda University, told this story. I once, he said, read a legend of a man who found the barn where Satan kept his seeds ready to be sown in the human heart. And on finding the seeds of discouragement, this is what Satan does, you know. Uh, Satan doesn't bring good news. Satan doesn't have good news. So when you, have, when you face Satan and he brings bad news, get behind me, Satan. And put him under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is our duty. And he sows these seeds. Numerous seeds. He has them more than any other seed in his store. It's the seed of discouragement. And he learned that those seeds could be made to grow almost anywhere. At work, at home. Between, your, between husband and wife, the seeds of discouragement, he always does that. But when Satan was questioned, 
he reluctantly admitted that there was one place in which he could never get them, get the seeds to thrive. And where is that? Asked the man, where is that? Satan replied sadly, in the heart of a grateful man. The attitude of thankfulness should be with us day and night. Bill Murray, I ask him, how are you doing? I think many of you ask him, I'm thankful, he says. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here. I'm thankful that I have eyes, ears, legs, a good health. We should be thankful to be here. We're not at hospitals, though we feel with those who are. And we have compassions with them. But since you're here, and you're here, praise God. And we thank you, Lord, for making it available for us. Thank God for our health that he has given us. One of God's greatest gifts to his children is a glowing, grateful heart. Thankful for anything. Are we? The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And uh, the third thing, let's give thanks. Be thankful for the church. Church in general. And our church. We are thankful For the founder of the church. Who is the founder? The Lord Jesus Christ. It's no one else. No one else. The Bible says. And we I quote. Having been built upon. Built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself. Being the cornerstone. There is no other. Foundation we can build on. Except. The Lord Jesus Christ. Any other organization that is built in this world cannot match the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our cornerstone. He himself is our guide. We have a foundation that is unshakable. Think of that. Are you thanking God for this. Unshakable. There is no power that can upset the blood-bought church of God. When you belong to a local church, you belong to a family and you are under a safe umbrella. Thank God for your church. Thank God for what God has placed you. We should be thankful that we have a certain place we can come under for refuge under the wings of the Almighty God. We we should be thankful. There are so many things we can be thankful for, but I brought them there just to share with you. 
You are under this umbrella. It's a shelter for you from the storms of life. When we need encouragement, we go to our church members, our brothers and sisters. They encourage us and they help us. Oh, how we should be thankful that God placed us there for his purpose. He fenced us. We thank God we have a fence around us, right? There is a fence around us. And the fence are the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ around you. If we are in his arms, who can snatch you from his hand? I challenge you. There is no greater power than the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as you are within his church and within his boundaries, fenced by his arms, let me assure you of one thing. Not even all the armies of Russia and the United States and China and all the world can come near you. Praise God for that. Praise him as we heard. And looking at Psalms 34, 7, he says, The angel, listen to this, of the Lord, encamps round about his children that fear him and delivers them. And delivers them. To whom does he deliver them? And where to? To himself. You are, are you, are, think of this and thank God for Christ and his church. What is required then from us? We require loyalty. We require to be loyal. We require to be sincere. We are required to be men and women who are honest in life and to display or project the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thankful that we're given this challenge. Well, we're entrusted. My fourth point is we thank God for the message that he entrusted us. And what is this message? Quickly, in two minutes, we, God has given us the Lord Jesus Christ before he left. And Ed, maybe you can display that. Uh, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He gave us a message. And this message says to the disciples and to all of us. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations. You have a message. You should be thankful that you are carrier of this message. You are not a carrier of microbes. You are not a carrier of flu. You are not a carrier of, of a, certain, a certain disease in the world. You are a carrier of the greatest and best news that you can ever have. And the world can ever taste. It's the news that Jesus saves. From any situation you are in, Jesus saves. Go, make disciples. You and I are responsible. And we are thankful. What an honor. What an honor to be carriers of this message. The second thing he he gave us also, the message of comfort. The message of comfort. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. 19 and 20. And look what a beautiful message that you and I have. Message of comfort. Okay, Ed. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. 
11, 28, and 30. I'm sorry. Message of comfort. Come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there any other rest that you can have? If your soul is resting on the Lord Jesus Christ, everything in your body rests. If your mind is on Jesus Christ, nothing can affect you in this world. If you have the peace that passes understanding, nothing can disturb you in this world. And the peace that God gives, this is the wonderful news. And he is asking us to have the message of peace and hope, which we find in John 14:27. John 14:27. Peace I leave with you. This is a gift from God. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Nor be fearful. This is the message that we have. We thank God that we are carriers of good news. Are you? Are we? We are thankful. This is the responsibility that we have. And this is what we should be thankful for. for. A church that has this message and the blessings. We should be always thankful to our Lord. As we said, we are founded on the cornerstone, the Lord Jesus Christ. And a church that is founded on the Lord Jesus Christ, is a compassionate church. Is a vibrant church. Is a loving church. A church that lifts up the fallen. Gives strength to the weak. Gives hope to the hopeless. Gives help to the helpless. Relief for the weary. And gives freedom to the enslaved. In the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The church abides, let me tell you one thing. The church abides. The church is the collection of all believers in Jesus Christ. Here and every church that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is a Savior. Okay, the church abides. And no loss, let me assure you, you should be thankful for that. No loss can come to those who invest their lives in the service of Jesus Christ and His church. And guess what? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, are we thankful? Are we thankful? We belong to a special, elite, unique people that God has purchased us. In the blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be more than thankful for this kind of privilege. You know, when you enlisted, enlisted, how about that? In the army, how about that? In the army of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you took the Lord Jesus as Savior. And when you became a member of his church. And that's the the old world, the world church. uh, When you became a member... And you, can, you will never be able to pray, says, well, I, can, I can't wait for my discharge. 
those of you who were discharged with honor, and with discharge, congratulations, of course, you served your country. You serve his church with no discharge. You have no choice. You don't want to be outside this church. You're enlisted forever. And he will keep you in his arm forever. And you will go to the world and preach the gospel and share it forever and ever. I have news for you, dear church people, dear brothers and sisters. You are not going to be able to retire. You will retire at the feet of Jesus up there. And you will get all your privileges up there. But as long as you're here, it's a privilege for us to serve him come rain or sunshine. Are you with me? Are you thankful for that? Amen. Well, let's give him thanks. And let's give him thanks for this last point. I want to give it to you. This last point. He, Jesus Christ, put that in your mind forever. Offers what he offers cannot be duplicated by any other God under the sun. What he offers cannot be duplicated. Name a few. I'll give you three things and we'll get out of here. You're hungry. I can see that. (laughs) He offers, Jesus Christ offers redemption and forgiveness. Who can do that? I challenge you, you enlisted people in his army. Who can do that? Two, he offers an eternal home. Who can do that? There is no God. There is no prophet. There is no one who pretends to be a certain God in this world that he can tell you, listen, when you are going to die, I'm going to take you to be with me in mansions. And it was... Given this promise by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Not an emissary. Not a a certain cabinet member. No. Not at all. I go to prepare for you a place. And when I prepared it real well for you. On uh, Dave, where are you going to be? Dean said the lawyers are going to have a special compartment there. (laughs) Amen. Where you're going to be. He's going to come and take us one by one. And gather us to be with him forever and ever. Are you thankful for that? I am flying. But I don't have wings. (laughs) He offers redemption and forgiveness. No God can offer. For the sake of time, I'm not going to uh, do the, uh, the, the, the verses. He offers eternal home. And then he offers power for daily living until we see him. What did the Apostle Paul say? I can do all things. This is power. All things that for daily living until I see him face to face. Now, are we thankful? These are a few things. When you go home. Start counting your blessings. When you go home, review what you have and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you and a million thanks. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Amen.
اسمار هدسفورد و هرس Our Father, humbly we bow for the gift of gifts, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for him. We thank you for his salvation. We thank you for his compassion. We thank you for his love and kindness toward us. We have a lot to think of. So help us, Lord, not to forget our blessings and keep this attitude, not this week, not Thursday, Not Friday, not any other day, but on a daily basis until we meet you in the air. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.